All right, hi again, and welcome to Commission Speak. I'm your host, Commissioner Jay. Well, five weeks in the books, and the NFL starting to really take some shape. And let me start off by talking a little bit of Buffalo sports, and my excitement level is pretty high right now. Uh, Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres right now really seem to have it dialed in. And, uh, you know, we've been in this place before. Uh, the Sabres only two games in undefeated. And the Buffalo Bills at 4-1 and one right now going into the bye week looking pretty, pretty good. Um, we've seen the Buffalo Bills explode uh, for some wins together, putting some things, you know, in perspective. Uh, the Bills' win yesterday was not a pretty win whatsoever. Uh, you look at the kicker uh, from the Tennessee Titans, and he really was the MVP of this game. And, uh, you know, you miss 12 points worth of field goals. Um, you're bound to lose a football game. And Mike Vrabel's got to really look at the kicker situation because this kicker, I think, got in his own head, and he wasn't able to really get um, that team in the right direction. With that being said, the Buffalo Bills did not have a sexy win. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but they got it done. And, you know, in games like this in previous years, the Buffalo Bills would falter in the fourth quarter instead of win in the late uh, moments of the game. And that's something I think is a lot different. Josh Allen, uh, I know everybody in Buffalo really, really likes this kid. Uh, he's got a great attitude. He seems like a great leader. Uh, statistically, uh, he's getting the job done. But do I think that he's the future of Buffalo? I don't really know if I can make that yet. I don't really know if I can feel comfortable that Josh Allen's the future of this franchise. Right now he is. Uh, with that being said, his accuracy is still something that's really the 800-pound elephant in the room. Uh, his passes were horrible. He was throwing passes that were two yards short, behind people, on the ground. He was bouncing the ball all over the place. You just came out of concussion protocol. Why are you running? Now, I understand you're trying to extend the play. I know you're trying to get the first down, but you're the franchise. You're the guy who this team is putting on its shoulders and, and wanting you to do well. And if you're going to get into another concussion situation or you're going to get injured because you're running up the field, I don't really think that's going to sit well with anyone in the Buffalo area. So stay in the pocket, learn to temper your passes, and learn to, to really get that ball down the field. You've got some great weapons. I think John Brown's the real deal. Cole Beasley's the real deal. You know, we've seen Duke Williams get involved in this game. And I, I really like Duke Williams. I like Dawson Knox. Uh, you know, Frank Gore is a great north to south runner. Not really an east to west kind of guy. So when he kind of veers out of the pocket, though he did have a couple that he got away from, Frank Gore has done really well. And at his age, uh, he has just done a great job. And I think the Buffalo Bills really did a good thing with making him – uh, the guy when uh, Shady McCoy went. Devin Singletary should be coming back in week number uh, after the bye. So what, we're in week five, so week seven, and they're playing the Dolphins. So Singletary should have a, a good game against the Miami Dolphins, a good way for the Buffalo Bills to come back. Uh, Buffalo Bills defense, what can you say about this defense? It hasn't already been said. They are for real. Uh, they got to the quarterback. They knocked down balls. They did a really good job and really keeping this Buffalo Bills team in it. So with that being said, go Bills. Um, switching on to the Sabres, you know, I've watched many, many years of Sabres. Uh, me being an old dude, uh, 
But this is a team that I'm really excited about this year. I know it's only two games in, and I know the first time they lose, I'm going to be critical as well. But right now, the Buffalo Sabres look like a different squad. And, you know, you look at at the new coach, and his mentality seems to be a lot different than Phil Housley. And I was a huge Phil Housley fan as a player, uh, big, big fan. Uh, But as a coach, Phil Housley didn't translate on the ice, and his system was not a good system for the Sabres. But right now, Ralph Kruger has really got these guys firing the puck on the net, and not only just firing it on the net, but going after and getting it. The passes were crisp. The passes were clean. The checking was solid. Uh, You're seeing this team really excel on the power play. Last game, uh, big 7-2 victory. They had three power play goals. And how about this kid? Victor Olofsson. I mean, he really does look like the real deal. Could this kid put in 30, 40 goals? I mean, it really looks like he could. You look at Jack Eichel. You look at Jeff Skinner. You look at Sam Reinhardt. You look at Connor Sheary. You look at Rasmus Dahlin. You look at Risto Linen. You look at uh, Kyle Poso. I mean, Johansson. This team is firing on all cylinders right now. It's only been two games, but if you look at the two games that they played, they played against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils. The Devils have been touted to be a top 10 team this year with some of the free agent acquisitions they had and some of the players they got in the draft. And the Buffalo Sabres made the Devils look super pedestrian and really was able to uh, really knock them around. And when they got up by a huge number, they really still put the foot on the gas, and I really like that. I thought that was... Uh, really cool to see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, Buffalo Sabres, they play again tonight uh, against Columbus in Columbus. So I'm hoping they can continue that momentum. Anytime, you know, you're talking about the Bills and the Sabres on a Monday, both having a victory, it's a good day. So, again, we'll see what the Buffalo Sabres can can put together, but I'm really feeling comfortable uh, so far this season, and we'll see what happens. All right, looking around the National Football League, let's take a look at what happened. And the Carolina Panthers, you know, this kid Kyle Allen (laughs) is really going to make people scratch their head with the Cam Newton situation because he is the first rookie quarterback to win his first four games uh, this season and really has the Carolina Panthers looking like a team uh, that is kind of a contender. Um, They're only 3-2 and right now, but they're ahead of the 500-yard mark. And that is something that you really got to like. Uh, you look at some of the players in this team. And the Jaguars, you know, Minshew Magic, it's for real, folks. Another guy who, with Nick Foles being injured, Gardner Minshew has come in and he has solidified the, the starting role and really putting up some big fantasy numbers as well. And uh, this team went to 2-3. and three, But to be honest with you, uh, Minshew makes it a game where you're never really out of it. Even in the last part of the game, I watched that game, and Minshew was was diving around the pocket. He was running, and though he threw an interception in the closing minutes to try to tie the game up, uh, it was a really exciting game to watch. So, uh, you know, good stuff right there. But, you know, Minshew threw 374 yards and two passing touchdowns. Again, this guy is for real. He's come in, he's assumed the role, and he's done a really good job. Leonard Fournette, you know what, Johnny on the spot, getting 100 yards rushing uh, plus for him, which was really good. This guy, DJ Shark, uh, eight for a buck 64 and two touchdowns. And you know what, here's a guy who no one heard of, but baby Shark getting it done for the Jaguars and really making them have some threat. 
uh, in the air. D.E. Westbrook has done a really good job as well. Uh, you know, but again, this team is going to be involved. But Kyle Allen, again, only 161 yards and a touchdown, but putting them in a position to win. And the guy who really put them over the top, my man, C-Mac. And Christian McCaffrey, who everybody in the National Football League said was too small to get the job done, you know what, went off. 19 rushes for 176 yards and two touchdowns. And when you look at the average yards per carry at 9.3, you got to really like what you see. Um, DJ Moore, again, this guy looks like the real deal as well. Six for 91. Christian McCaffrey, six for 61 and a touchdown. You talk about the dual threat that Christian McCaffrey has. You got to be excited about that because, again, he will burn you on the ground. He will burn you in the air. And he really was the difference maker in that game. Uh, but Carolina is looking like a good team in the right direction. Speaking of teams going in the right direction, we're going to switch gears and go the other way. The 0-5 Bungles. Whew. Let me tell you something right now. In the jungle, the mighty jungle is not looking good. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket, you know what? He may be putting up some good fantasy numbers by throwing the ball because they're constantly out of the game. But you know what? They're a team that lost again to the lonely Arizona Cardinals. And, uh, you know, you look at where the Cardinals are and you like Kyle Murray and you like David Johnson, you like uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, they were able to put together a body of work and, and get the job done, but it was not a pretty game. Uh, Kyle Murray didn't have any passing touchdowns. He didn't have any interceptions and uh, threw for 253 yards. He ran for 93 yards. And again, we talk about the rushing quarterback. And, and again, I'm a Randall Cunningham fan, true and true. But Randall Cunningham had a shortened career because he was a runner. And Anytime that you're scrambling around the pocket and you're allowing safeties, cornerbacks, and linebackers to come tee off on you when you get in that secondary, it is a recipe for disaster. I really think that uh, Kyle Murray, I know, is trying to extend the play just like Josh Allen did for the Buffalo Bills, but that's a way that you're going to get really injured. And right now, this team only has one win. Uh, David Johnson, again, had 91 yards, looked pretty decent, and then he had three catches for 65 yards, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, but I think they just faced a team that was not as good. Um, Andy Dalton had two passing touchdowns, 262. And, you know, you look at the, the Bengals and you're saying, is it Andy Dalton? You know, I mean, he's putting up big numbers every week, but they're still not winning. I understand it's a total team effort, but uh, the good quarterbacks find a way to dig into their bag of tricks and win, and Andy Dalton just hasn't been able to do that. Joe Mixon had a decent game. Um, he threw <clears> – <throat> Excuse me, ran 93 yards for a touchdown. Um, actually, didn't run for a touchdown. But, again, this team just doesn't have uh, what it's taken. Uh, T.J. Boyd, um, 123 on 10 catches and a touchdown. But the Bengals right now have to figure it out, and they got to figure it out quick. Their season is deuced right now. They are in a bad situation. And, um, again, quarterback, I would think, um, Andy Dalton, uh, has been the topic of conversation where – they have to find a guy who's a proven winner, but I think it's more than just Dalton because, again, I think he's putting up numbers. Um, and you look at those numbers with a little bit of an asterisk because, again, they're out of games and he's having to throw his way out. So, again, we will see what happens uh, going forward with the Bengals, but the coach has got to be on the hot seat. Speaking of teams with the hot seat, the Texans blew out the Atlanta Falcons 53-32 to 32 in a game to put the Falcons at 1-4 in their season basically uh, is shot. 
Deshaun Watson, five touchdowns, looked like an MVP, pulling out a Mahomes-type effort indeed. Um, let's talk about Matt Ryan first. Again, he had three passing touchdowns. He threw for 330 yards. And you look at that comparison, the Andy Dalton, Matt Ryan. And, and Matt Ryan is a, is a proven superstar. Um, and he's throwing the ball and getting it down the field. But they're just not enough. And their defense is a sieve right now. They cannot hold any water. Uh, Devontae Freeman didn't have a good rushing game. Uh, you look at right now, Julio Jones only had 42 yards. And um, Calvin Ridley, 5 for 88 in the touchdown. But, again, this team right now, the, the side of it that's bad is the defense. And the defense has just got carved up. And not to take anything away from the Texans and Deshaun Watson, but look, when you look at Deshaun Watson, 426 and five touchdowns, that defense is having a hard time. Carlos Hyde. And Duke Johnson, um, again, they've been splitting carries, and they've been getting about 50 to 60 yards a game, and they did that again. Um, Carlos Hyde with a touchdown. Look at Will Fuller. 14 catches, 217, and three touchdowns. I mean, wow. This guy went off. DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 88, pedestrian compared to what Will Fuller put up. Uh, but, again, the Texans looked really, really good uh, against the Falcons, who do not. And the Falcons right now sitting at one and four uh, really have to figure it out. They they really have to get their defense settled right, and I just don't think they're going to be able to do that uh, in this in this season because right now at one and four in that division is a tough place to play. New Orleans Saints with Teddy Bridgewater, and we talked about Teddy Bridgewater being a good quarterback. Sitting behind Drew Brees was something that I thought was kind of interesting because I'm thinking that you know what with all the NFL quarterback conundrums that are out there, Teddy Bridgewater would have a future. But he chose to be on the New Orleans Saints. He chose to be, uh, you know, behind Drew Brees. And he got healthy. Drew Brees went down with an injury. Teddy Bridgewater came in. And Teddy Bridgewater is winning games. And now the Saints are at 4-1. and one. And, boy, I'll tell you, Sean Payton's got to be glad that Teddy Bridgewater is the backup quarterback. Uh, you look at Jameis Winston, again, uh, 204 yards and two touchdowns. Again, not a bad performance, but not a good one. Uh, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, you know, in the 30 yards area. Uh, Peyton Barber with a touchdown. Chris Godwin continues to do well, seven for 125 and two touchdowns, but just wasn't enough in the tank. Uh, you look at the Teddy Bridgewater, 314 and four touchdowns. That's the kind of Teddy Bridgewater that we expected to see, and he has looked good. Alvin Kamara, only 62 yards, uh, but he had six catches for 42. Michael Thomas did his deed. 11 for buck 82 and two touchdowns was the difference maker. Uh, and they are looking pretty good uh, as the Saints roll on. And uh, the Buccaneers just trying to stay in the middle of the pack right now. Bruce Arians trying to figure out what this team is all about. Uh, the Saints rolling in a division that they really need to um, so far this season. So the Minnesota Vikings, and you know what, uh, Kirk Cousins, you don't know which Kirk Cousins you're going to see. You're going to see the Kirk Cousins that's going to be able to ball it, or you're going to see the guy who's going to be able to just suck it up. And uh, you know what, the Vikings took a victory against the Giants. The Giants have had a very tough season this year with injuries and uh, suspensions and quarterback changes, uh, and they are trying to get it together, but they took a loss 28-10 to 10 against the Vikings. Uh, and you look at the Vikings – I mean, Kirk Cousins threw over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 
again, not prone to injury. Uh, comes back this season, 21 for a buck 82. Uh, really looking good. Adam Thielen, seven for a buck 30, two touchdowns. And then Dalvin Cook, again, another multi purpose game for him, six for 86 as well. Stefan Diggs, three for 44. Uh, and uh, again, Thielen having a good game. Stefan Diggs having a pedestrian performance. The chatter around the NFL is that Stefan Diggs could be looking for a trade. Uh, he was asked in an interview and he said, nah, I'm not. I like where I am. Uh, and of course, it's easy to like where you are when you win uh, 28 to 10 over the Giants who are struggling. And uh, again, in this division at two and three, uh, you look at where, where the Giants are. And, and Daniel Jones, you know what? He had a tough game. Uh, you look 182, one touchdown, one interception, sacked four times. Uh, it was a tough game for him as well. The running game, uh, Wayne Gallman went out with a concussion, wasn't able to come back in, and they just weren't able to piece together the running game. And, and their wide receivers, Darius Slayton, four for 62 on a touchdown, Sterling Shepard, Ingram, again, just not able to get enough. And I just think that they have run out of personnel at this point. And uh, that's really their problem. I think Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes will be just fine. Um, but again, the Giants uh, have to figure it out and figure it out quick. Speaking of teams that are figuring it out, John Gruden and Mike Mayock and the Raiders. And I talked a little bit about the Raiders being a team that uh, is a mover and a shaker. Obviously, the Antonio Brown situation percolated. Uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock said enough is enough. They got rid of him, and they moved on. Uh, and you know what? They're not taking the world by storm, but I think a really good victory over the Chicago Bears uh, to put them at 3-2, and two, a 24-21 to 21 against the Chicago Bears. And you know what? Chase Daniel in a mop-up role. You know, 231, two touchdowns, two interceptions, sacked four times. Had a tough day. Um, David Montgomery, only 25 yards rushing. Baby Dez, Allen Robinson, seven for 97 and two touchdowns, doing what he can do to get the job done. But the Raiders, Derek Carr, 229, didn't throw any touchdowns, didn't throw any interceptions, wasn't sacked. Again, a very pedestrian day for him as well. Josh Jacobs, again, I said it before and I'll say it again, this kid's for real. 23 for a buck, 23. And two touchdowns. I mean, wow, really, really doing well uh, and has solidified that number one role. And uh, they mix the ball around. No guys over 50 yards passing uh, or receiving, I should say, on that side. It was just a total team effort. And uh, the Raiders were really happy to beat the Bears and Khalil Mack and kind of hold him at bay. John Gruden, I think, circled Khalil Mack on his uh, whiteboard and really talked about really neutralizing him. And it seems like they did. So the Jets, 0-4, ugly situation in New Jersey, New York, wherever you want to call it. Uh, but East Rutherford, New Jersey is not a happy place to be if you're a Giant fan or a Jets fan. The Jets took it on the chin against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 3-2 and two and are still struggling, but they had a good game in this one, 31-6. And uh, you look at where this team is right now, and uh, Luke Falk, again, they've gone down the depth chart, and uh, – not a good game for him. Uh, 120 yards passing, two interceptions, no passing. Lev Bell, really, when you're down in a game and you have to abandon the run, it's hard to get the run game going. Uh, Demarius Thomas, four for 47, the lead receiver, but they just did not look good. Uh, Carson Wentz didn't have a great game. needs to kind of figure out some things as well. 189 yards, one touchdown, sacked once. Uh, 
Jeremy Howard, 62 yards and a touchdown, which was pretty good. Zach Ertz, 5 for 57 and a touchdown. Uh, total team effort for them. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defense looked good, and they're at 3-2 and two right now and definitely need to keep winning to stay in charge with that division as we look around the league. So, again, you look at what – uh, what's out there right now. And the Baltimore Ravens um, stole a victory uh, back from the Steelers. And the Steelers had them on the ropes. And uh, Steelers at now 1-4, losing to the Ravens 26-23. to And, uh, again, Mason Rudolph went out with a nasty injury. Uh, the concussions continue to pile up in the NFL right now. Um, and uh, Lamar Jackson, again, intercepted three times, 161 yards, and a passing touchdown. He was also the leading rusher. And you look right now at where the Baltimore Ravens are, and there is reason for concern. If you're Harbaugh right now, you got to really be thinking, you know, Lamar Jackson came out in the beginning of this season and was proving a lot of the truth is wrong about the way that he plays. Uh, but when he faces adversity, it looks like Lamar Jackson kind of reverts back, and he, he starts to go back into that run mode. You've seen 70 yards rushing uh, in this game. And he only threw 161 yards. Um, Willie Sneed, 50 yards. And again, the passing game went. And I think the game became a lot more difficult than what it had to be if Lamar Jackson would have stayed in the pocket and started to throw the ball more. But again, they've had some injuries. And Lamar Jackson has to forget how to run and be more of the passing quarterback. Uh, the Steelers, like I said, Mason Rudolph, Darren Devlin Hodges, uh, just an ugly quarterback situation right now with Mason Rudolph being hit with a concussion. I think that concussion is going to last for a little bit because it was a nasty one. Uh, James Conner, again, hasn't had the kind of season, but the team hasn't, so they haven't been able to run the ball with conviction. Juju Schuster, 7 for 75 and a touchdown as well. Uh, it's just the Steelers are having just an ugly, ugly year, and uh, the injuries to Big Ben was obviously the first thing. And uh, they just haven't been able to get things going. At one and four in this division is very, very tough. Uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what Mike Tomlin has up his sleeve for next week. But, again, they need to get healthy quick. And I don't know if they have it in them. Patriots continue to dominate. They're at five and all, a 33-7 victory over the Redskins. And the Redskins fired Jay Gruden this morning. And you kind of seen that coming. I don't know if you're going to fire him after a Patriots victory because the Patriots just continue to win. Uh, but Jay Gruden just doesn't have an answer for this team at all. And, you know, again, the Patriots, business as usual, 340, three touchdowns. Tom Brady just does not look like he's getting any older. He actually looks like he's getting younger. And, you know, Sony Michel, a nice game for him as well, 91 yards and a touchdown. Julian Edelman, Johnny on the spot, eight for 110 and a touchdown. Josh Gordon, five for 59. Uh, and just beat this team badly. Uh, the Redskins just, Colt McCoy, really kind of needs to be in the ESPN booth calling games because he's not a good quarterback. And it showed six times he was sacked, one interception, uh, 119 yards, just nasty. Uh, the rushing game, I'm not even going to talk about it because it was just nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, the Redskins have all kinds of problems and they've got to figure it out. The Patriots, they're just going full bore, man. They're looking to take this league. I think this is the, the victory lap for the – for the Patriots this year, and they are looking to get back to the Super Bowl. They're looking to win. Tom Brady's going to exit stage left if that happens. I'm almost positive. Um, but, again, it is the Patriots. Who knows?
Denver Broncos. You know, the Denver Broncos were 0-4 coming to this game against the Chargers. And the Chargers, who I had some really strong promise for, uh, took it on the chin. 20-13, lost in L.A. And, uh, you know, Philip Lindsay gave them um, the necessary push to get them over the top. It's great that I had him on my bench. That was super awesome. Uh, Joe Flacco. Again, we talk about Joe Flacco. This guy's tapioca pudding. He's boring. Uh, but he's a game manager, and he kind of Alex Smith's his way through the games. And uh, 182 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked three times. Philip Lindsay over the 100-yard mark and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton, four for 92 and a touchdown. Philip Lindsay. And, again, the Denver Broncos had a good game. Chargers, you know, Philip Rivers intercepted twice, two interceptions. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, and I think a real big mistake is that making Melvin Gordon your featured back. You had Austin Eckler. Eckler was putting together some really good games. You put Melvin Gordon in there and things kind of fall apart. Uh, Eckler did good on the catching side. 15 catches for 86 yards. I mean, insane. Um, you know, this guy really is is a dual threat, and I think he's a good runner as well. Uh, but they just couldn't get it together uh, against the Denver Broncos team was playing good. So an upset victory for the Denver Broncos and a much-needed one in a division that is chock full of surprises. Dallas Cowboys. Who are this Dallas Cowboys team? And, you know, Jerry Jones will tell you this is a team that's confident and secure and is going to take the NFC East. But hold the phone, folks. They took it on the chin against the Green Bay Packers. And Aaron Rodgers didn't go off fantasy-wise or anything else. Again, another total team effort. Packers sitting at 4-1 and one right now in a real good spot. And now the Cowboys lose 3-2. to two. You know, you look from a statistics standpoint, and again, pedestrian performance for Aaron Rodgers, 238 yards, and uh, really didn't do anything that's too great. No passing touchdowns, no interceptions. Aaron Jones had a real good, real good game. Four touchdowns and 107 yards was the difference. Uh, he was balling, and Aaron Jones, 7 for 75. So that dual-purpose running back we talked about throughout the podcast has really been uh, the, the theme. Jimmy Graham, 3 for 41. Uh, and they were just able to beat the Cowboys. Uh, Dak Prescott threw his ass off. I mean, he was 463, two touchdowns, three interceptions, three sacks. The three interceptions and three sacks is what put them behind. And, you know, Zeke Elliott, 62 yards and a touchdown. Amari Cooper, 11 for 226 and a touchdown. This guy was catching the ball and he was catching it quick. Uh, Michael Gallup, 7 for 113. I think he's also the real deal as well. Uh, a nice compliment player. But the Cowboys have to figure some things out right now. Uh, is Dak Prescott the franchise with Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper? You got a three-pronged monster right there, uh, but they just haven't been able to really work it out. And the Packers just stuck to their game plan and was able to win uh, so far this season. Uh, and the Colts against the Chiefs. And this was a surprising game, too. If you talk about the surprising game of the week, the Colts upset the Kansas City Chiefs 19-13. to you got to take hats off to Frank Reich. I love this guy. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm a Bills guy, so he was a backup. But Frank Reich is just a character guy. You like what he had. And I was kind of a closet Colts fan with Andrew Luck. When Andrew Luck retired, I was really disappointed. Uh, and I was really hard on Jacoby Brissett. And I think right now, this team is playing at a really good level. Uh, Jacoby Brissett didn't go off by any stretch, uh, 151 yards, one interception. Merlin Mack, again, 29 for 132, uh, looked really good. 
Um, again, total team effort, I think, the defense. And they just game plan to neutralize uh, this team. Not to mention the fact that Pat Mahomes got knocked up a little bit. Uh, 321 and one touchdown for Mahomes, but he was sacked four times. And, uh, again, this team just kind of looked not, not too good. I think Frank Reich put together a great plan, and I think he was able to beat them. So hats off to the Colts so far this season because, again, uh, they're at three and two. They're above 500 right now, and it was a big victory against the Kansas City Chiefs. So the Monday night game uh, again: Cleveland Browns at the San Francisco 49ers, and a pretty good storyline right there. Baker Mayfield versus Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, again, the defense for the San Francisco 49ers is what I've been told. I really haven't done much research on it. Look really, really good, and um, you know we'll see if they can stop Baker Mayfield. Again, it's a prime time game. This is a game that OBJ, which I hope doesn't go off because he's against me in fantasy, um, is a game that he usually excels in. Uh, so this one should be interesting. Uh, though I'll probably be watching the Buffalo Sabres and the Columbus Blue Jackets in this one. So, again, good stuff to see so far this season, and uh, you got to be happy about that. Uh, Thursday night game next week, the Giants face the Patriots, and Danny Dimes is going to have a hell of a hard time uh, putting together that victory. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but you know what? Uh, more to come. Buffalo Bills on a bye week, so if you got things to do next weekend – this is the weekend to do it. So watch your Sabres games. Go NFL. That's all the time I got for now. I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya.